I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all of the life that happens around them. Lots of life. Right. You say that every time. <laughs> You've been trying different STPs lately. I have been. Using these different STPs, you were saying that there's a couple different reasons why you would use each one or like different different fits for different days or different clothes or different purposes. So it's not just tr- trying STPs. It's trying packers, packing and-, and STPs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you've been trying different types of packers and stuff. Yes, packers and STPs. And exploring for a little while now, off and on, but lately more consistently, what these different types of packers and STPs um, are like as far as comfort or my reaction to wearing it or if I notice anybody, like, do I behave differently? Do they behave differently towards me? Yeah. Stuff like that. And then, of course... They're, you know, they fit all fit very differently, so I tend to f- fit them around my schedule. Yes. So, for instance, a shorter day, I will wear I will wear a an STP like the the peacock mm-hmm. because it's a perfectly comfortable STP, and if you mm-hmm. weren't going to use it as a as a STP, but just as a packer, it's really comfortable. But to wear it all day as an STP for me on one of my longer days, which could be, you know, 11 or 12 hour work day, right. not including travel and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, it's a little too uncomfortable. The peacock, the, the material against your skin yeah, for that long. Yeah, just a little bit too. Can irritate. It can be, yeah, it can be irritable uh, or just kind of a little too moist and yeah there's no no room to breathe yeah. no. no no breathing yeah let's yeah. just put it that way um it made me laugh i'm sorry you were look giving me the eye because i was trying to not laugh you said i wear it around my schedule <laughs> and i'm thinking of like this big you know planner date book and you've got it wrapped around the right I'm you, like, you don't usually think in pictures and this don't. is probably why yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you do their comics yeah Sorry. <laughs> yeah, according to my, my schedule. How about that? That works. Okay. And uh, so on another day, I might wear some other packing type thing, like even if it's just material like sock or, or you know, that type of soft thing, mm-hmm. and bring with the homemade STP, which I found more and more is a viable option. Mm-hmm. E- even fairly uh, stealthily done. Yes. So that might be on a longer day because mm-hmm. that's more comfortable. And then I might not wear the the peacock two days that week. So oh. on another day, I might like if I have Tai Chi, I might wear the Mister Limpy, and that has its own uh, harness thing. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, the, the thing with that is I found actually the Mr. Limpy is better with the swimming. It's not a Mr. Limpy. It's a sailor. Sailor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sailor. Yeah. It's like, it's like a Mr. Limpy, but different. Okay. Yeah. Sailor. So that, that one 
that I bought for swimming mm-hmm. can actually be more comfortable with the swimming jock strap than it can with the harness thing that comes with it. Mm-hmm. The harness thing that comes with it is kind of convenient because if you do need to go sit down, which, you know, if you have to go and it's not STP, which it's not, mm-hmm. you you know, it's not in the way. Yeah. However, it kind of sticks out like you've got three tennis balls in the front of your pants or something. Yeah, the sailor, it kind of, it works best if you pack it up. If you can, and you're not a packing up kind of guy usually, well, it, so it's... it doesn't, yeah, it's not going to It's stay. really big. It doesn't stay where you want it to. Even the rest of the balls don't hang low enough that everything's out of the way. Mm-mm. You're just all jacked up with that particular harness. Okay. For me. For you. So I I prefer to wear it with the swimming one. So if I'm going to go swimming or go to the gym and do Tai Chi or something, that one is very, very comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, going to stick to you or create a problem where you're not getting enough breathing mm-hmm. space there. Right. Other guys were talking about different types of STPs online and you were yes. having some reactions to what they were saying. Yeah, this one guy I know, um, he, he posted a question about... Um, this is a group for older trans guys that I, uh, they have a blog, Mm -hmm. older trans guy blog that I uh, look at. And these guys, uh, this one guy that I know, he posted about how do you guys, you know, this is my trouble with STPs and I have a peacock or something like that. And how do you guys feel about, you know, these problems and what do you do? So, you know, there was kind of two, two, two points there. I mean, you know, how frustrating is it for any given person? And then how, how do you deal with that frustration or how do you correct it if there is a way to mm-hmm. do, do that? And, um, I wasn't surprised. I mean, I, I wanted to re- go and write something, but I wasn't surprised when I went back and there were 77 comments. Yeah. That was a lot of comments mm-hmm. within a, you know, not that long of a period of time. And I have, you know, as we talked about before, some experience with a, a couple of those. And one of the guys, for a more practical approach, said, you know, you really have to hold it back mm-hmm. far enough. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's one of the things. And he had made a, a YouTube video on mm-hmm. it. So he mentioned that, and the other guy checked that out, and I guess that worked kind of good. And some guys talked about other ones, like a number one. There's a different number one now that has, like, bigger balls that it's easier to push back. But I don't know, that material's kind of sturdy and might be uncomfortable. I, you yeah, know. the number one doesn't pack very well. It's kind of not very flexible. It's not flexible. I'm sure there's ways of, of doing it, and I've tried to figure out ways of taking the homemade STP and com- combining it, you know, somehow into the number one, which... I'm, you know, they're trying to make improvements all the time. And, yeah. And that's a more local, you know, it, that's a U.S.-based company. Mm-hmm. You know, some guys that, that did that. The other part of the topic is, like, how frustrating is this? And for a lot of guys, a lot of um, transgender guys do find the STPing issue to be very frustrating. Yes. And more of them find it frustrating than not. And then, if, you know, a fair amount of them do say, oh, well, I just go sit down. Right. You know, it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. And and this particular group, these are mostly older guys. So 
I think that they possibly could be less self-conscious about going to sit down or, yeah, you know. Yeah, when, when you're younger, it's easier to get wrapped around yourself and to feel more self-conscious about, you know, your your presentation and your place in the world because all of that's still fairly undefined as a human, mm-hmm. let alone as a human of your gender and your process of readapting to a new place in the world while you still haven't even gotten the first part of it sorted out yet. Hmm. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, it does make sense because I, I definitely find that for myself for a lot of things over the years. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is younger guys tend to get in each other's business more, just like younger girls do. They have their different approaches and... You know, you feel, as a younger guy, he, you know, he might feel more likely to end up the subject of violence. Yes. Than an older guy. Mm-hmm. You know, who nobody cares what us old guys are doing as much yeah. as younger guys do. So, so that, you know, that can come across that way too. But, and then, you know, depending on where you are in your life, if you're a very young guy, you might not be very settled and, be in a very safe area. Right. And you you might have a more of a chance to be in that position as an older mm-hmm. you know, person who's been working for a while and established and such. But mm-hmm. Yeah, once you're established yeah. in your career, it is much easier to put yourself in a place where you can meet your needs better, regardless of what those needs are. Right. The- There's always the issue too of of men's room problems in general, the yeah. gr- the gross men's room issue. Which you, you don't always want to go in and sit down. No, you don't. No, you know, especially not like at a park one or something. They're really usually not cleaned often enough. Mm-hmm. If they could be, I don't know. Yeah. And in that case, even if you could have a a STP that you could use comfortably in the stall, that can be an advantage. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. And like that, I think the, the homemade one is good if you're just trying to avoid the germs. Mm-hmm. Because even if you can't, you know, maneuver it stealthily and you know that other people would be able to see you playing with a piece of a milk jug, <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, in the stall, it still saves you from having to touch anything. If you, Yeah, pretty much. Ugh. That, There's a, there was another one that a guy had rev- reviewed that's very similar to the milk jug okay. homemade one that I make. It's called a P-Style. It's bigger. The plastic's a little harder. Uh-huh. Um, so it's much harder to be stealth with. Right. He says basically you need cargo pants to carry it around. But, oh, <laughs> but yeah. it does work. Yeah, that's kind of like the Phoenix or the Mr. Phoenix, how it's, it's just a hard piece of plastic. It's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But... I think a lot of that also has to do with the fact that everybody's body is different. Yes. Like, I can't use a lot of those STPs that you use because my junk just doesn't mold to it the same way yours does. Right. Yeah. I've tried a couple of them and, like, at the danger of getting a little too TMI here... My junk is a little more chubby than yours. Mm-hmm. You can get against the pelvic floor muscle wall. Mm-hmm. 
and I can't. Right. And that would not be good because then you'd have the issue I have once in a while. You're peeing out the back of your balls. Yes. It's no good. Doesn't work. <laughs> but on the upside, I'm lucky enough to be able to, on the rare occasions that I need to, I can move everything out of the way and pee standing up without assistance. Yes, you can. And I've seen um, videos of other guys that can do that. Mm-hmm. There's one guy on YouTube had a video that I think he just named um, Another Way to Go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he showed how you can do that in a stall. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to get your pants down pretty far. But yeah. you could do it with without any devices. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that all depends on which way you're faucet is facing there yes it does your hose nozzle has got to be facing the right way and mine's just screwed on really yeah yours is screwed on really weird i'd say cockeyed but if it was (laughs) cockeyed it would be facing the right way Ah, ah, ah. it's not aligned with that at all no (laughs) no i've got one thing pointing one way and one pointing the other oh yeah that's so um and and there's also a bit of changing that seems to happen because I noticed with the when I first had the number one, it worked right away and then it didn't work. Yeah. And I've tried it off and on and it just is not working for me. I, I think the, the additional growth in the front may affect that as well. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. So, again, what works when you're first starting out may not be what works later on after mm-hmm. your body starts to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some some guys find this to be a real sticking point, and that's another reason they want to have surgery that would, you know, alleviate lower dysphoria and make it so that they could pee all by themselves. Yes, in the big boy potty. And I totally understand that. Oh, like, I do too. It's 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 like it's the thing. It's the I'm a. I'm I'm a big boy now. <laughs> I get to go in the big boy potty. I get to stand there with all the other guys, even if it's kind of like, ew, I have to stand here with the other guys. It's still like, it's it's that rite of passage. It's that milestone of I can do this like the other men. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. And it's a similar thing to like binding or packing. It's just one more cultural and social marker of I am an adult male. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. And a lot of those, you know, we try so hard to make them external, but a lot of them really do affect your internal reality too. Right. Because when you're going in the bathroom, typically, you're going to go in and sit down, and there's a lot of urinals in there, and there's guys peeing, and they don't care where you're going to pee. They, they don't. They're not paying attention to where you're going to pee, but you may feel self-conscious about it, mm-hmm. and you're very aware that it's not an option for you to just walk over to the urinal and whip it out and yeah. get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, And I, I think because of the way guys are about each other and, you know, the tendency to be sort of challenging to each other mm-hmm. you're you don't want to feel like you're down one got yeah. you know you don't want to feel like um you're vulnerable yeah and you already feel vulnerable because you're different and you're in a very specifically gendered space and mm-hmm. yeah you can feel vulnerable i don't always now i've gotten more used to that 
But the restrooms I use are typically the same ones all the time. Mm-hmm. And I know what what's going to be happening in that area right. of that particular space, mm-hmm. whatever the building is or the business is or stuff like that. So it's not as uncomfortable for me on a, on a regular basis, although I keep remembering something while you're talking and then I forget when I start to go talking about it. Well, just interrupt me next time. Oh, okay. You go right ahead. Because <laughs> if it keeps coming back, it's I important. I didn't expect for it to, you know, be a problem. So I just was waiting <laughs> as you were talking. Of course. Yes. So, you know, there's that. And then there's the understanding that a lot of guys will want to be able to use their own anatomy and will go to great surgical lengths to achieve that. Yes, they will. And for me, I would be really glad to have everything uh, designed the way it could have, should have been in yeah. the first place. Mm-hmm. Had the the rest of my body and my genitals come out the way my brain did. Yes. Yeah. So. But the options available. They're rough. They're really rough because uh, the options are pretty extreme. And one of them is, I think, almost like 10 times more extreme than the other. Okay. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Sometimes, uh, going back to the peeing thing mm-hmm. real quick, sometimes you're in a situation where other guys are going to just like pee like uh, off the side of a boat or someplace that's really not an option that if you have to be stealth. Yeah. And that's really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I, I heard a guy talking about that recently, and... I can think of other situations that could yeah. end up being like that. Mm-hmm. So you can pretty much get any size penis you want made out of other parts of your body. But they're made out of other parts of your body. Yes, they are. And, and that that is uh, totally an option for somebody who's down for it. Yes. Um, and lots of guys are. Mm-hmm. I'm not so much. I think if I was... 20 years younger, it might be different. Yeah. But I'm not. Nope. And that's a lot of surgery. It is. So I'm, I am I belong to a group that talks a lot about lower surgery, mm-hmm. especially these types of more extreme situations are pretty graphic, uh, you know. Yeah. Of in nature of the types of things that happen. With your arm or your leg if you're trying to do a phalloplasty option. It would be totally great if you if you could get one of those without that extreme amount of, hey, let's peel a big piece of your arm or leg off with all the veins and nerves and everything. Yeah. And we can make your dick out of that. I mean, mm. it's handy that, that they can do such a thing. Yes. And certainly the surgeries are much better. Mm-hmm. But um, surgery is extreme. It is. And um, I can't afford to have it affect, you know, how long I'm going to live when I have a six and seven-year-old in the house. Yes. Yes. Mm, that's, that's not yeah. a choice because, you know, even even in the best situations, any time that you put your body under a significant stress like that, you're affecting your overall health and your overall lifespan. Yeah. 
And these guys have ended up with infections and other stuff, um, either their arm or their leg or, or you know. Or their other, junk. Yeah. And and oh. so, of course, all the ones I've heard about have been ironed out. They they work it out and they stuff like that. But um, it's still very extreme. Yeah. And then methoidioplasty would be a much better option for, to me if you're going to do a surgery. Yeah. However, it's still a lot of surgery because typically you still have to do some sort of histo mm-hmm. and make sure everything's all disassembled and prefer prepare to reassemble it. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but you have to make sure that you have enough to work with. Mm-hmm. And this is what we talked about a few weeks ago with talking about the DHT and that all you get is what you were born with and what you are able to make of it. Yes. And so some people might still choose to do that, even if it wasn't going to let them stand to pee and then have to use an STP anyway, but they'd still be happier with their penis than they are with the, um, what was I going to call it? Stock. Mm -hmm. The stock parts that, you know, Mm -mm. the model came with. They're Mm -mm. not down for that. Mm -mm. (laughs) Yeah. No, and I can understand how a lot of guys would find that to be useful in relieving if they have, you know, some serious lower dysphoria Mm -hmm. and having things look right, even if it's small Mm -hmm. or even if you had to go through a whole heck of a lot of work and pain to get there. If that is your biggest sticking point, mm-hmm. fixing it can be worth it. And both of these things are very expensive. They are. Meadow can be, you know, 30 grand. Mm-hmm. And the uh, fellow can be 50 to 150 or more, depending on who's doing it, what you're doing, and all that kind of stuff. Right. So those are other reasons that you would or would not do those things. Right. Um. But, you know, then you've got other guys who are cool with their junk and yeah. even some who would go so far as to still use feminine terms for it, which yes, and this... I don't even use feminine terms for my junk. No, you don't. <laughs> I used to, and lately it's just gotten weird. I don't know. For a while, you've, you've meant, you said it, yeah. that was weird. But it, yeah, it's been yeah. weird for a while. And I think before I was able to use them because it was... Mm, I was kind of dissociated from it. Mm -hmm. It was like, I can call this thing this thing because I'm using it as a tool for my partner or, you know, it's just a thing. Mm -hmm. Since I've been with you, I've integrated it more into myself and calling it a vagina just feels weird. Mm -hmm. It's... I, I, who is it, Chase, I think, that uses the term front hole all the time. Yeah, you say the excess port. Yes. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, I think it was your friend Finn who said that he doesn't park in his back cave all that often. He was talking about surgery and pretty darn infrequently. However, yes, he wasn't sure what, what he wanted to do about it. And, you know, he, he doesn't want to lose access to, he called it the back cave. I thought that was a great term. 
And, and that, that went over well, too. Yes. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel the same way. Like, I, I like having access to my reverse prostate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like my G-spot. I, I like being able to access it. Mm-hmm. I don't very much like what it all looks like and how it all works. But, you know, mm-hmm. I can get where I need to go. <laughs> right. Well, more often, you can get me where I need to go. Right. (laughs) And so, you know, there's a lot of variation in how much people are willing to deal with their own junk to get to use this thing. Right. And I can see why it's difficult for a lot of people to kind of adjust to things that are so so outside their binary regular cisgendered understanding of life yeah because even for me it's hard to think that guy has a vagina it just doesn't it doesn't sink for me however he, he, his... i understand that that it works well enough for him to just use the stock parts and you know go with the flow yeah and I think that's fair enough. I mean, you came out with your body not matching your brain in, in the first place, and you have to go through a lot to get comfortable at all. And surgery is not necessarily going to make everybody more comfortable. It certainly doesn't in the initial process. <laughs> surgery is not comfortable. It's quite painful. Right. The outcome may be Ideally, good. Ideally, but... the long-term results of surgery are more beneficial than the pain you know, the, the mm-hmm. pros outweigh the cons, ideally. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can understand that for a lot of guys, that is going to be the best bet. Right. And they are okay with thinking of their genitalia in a more female... It's sort of like they're in the mix. You use that term a lot. Yeah. There, it, it's a more genderqueer, a more non-binary understanding of oneself. And at the same time, they identify as very male. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, if you view things as that spectrum, you know, as the pink and blue spectrum, and in the middle is the purple, and they see themselves as sitting on the bluer side of purple. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, but they're still quite content to accept their purpliness. Right. That's kind of where I'm at. You are. I'm all purple, baby. I'm not. No. Not 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 at all. No, no, we have to use male terms for your stuff. Well, that's kind of a, a funny way to say it. We have to. Well But we we it's true, I wouldn't use well, I would use non-male terms if I was using a gen- more gender or neutral type, you know. Mm-hmm. For example, in a doctor's office or a, a place where you feel the need to be more clinically accurate, you would use the appropriate terms. If I had to say them, yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't have to, no. Mm-mm. So that's not something... For me, that I I would need to keep. Mm -mm. However, that is currently sort of what I'm equipped with. It is. Yeah. It is. And, you know, you've never made use of 
the hole, but the other parts are pretty useful and you wouldn't want to bury them. That's the other problem I see with the phalloplasty. Yeah, yeah, the um the importance of the sensation, ability ability for sexual sensation is it's very important. Yes, for me. Yes, for me too. <laughs> so I wouldn't I wouldn't want to do anything that would get rid of that. And I understand for a lot of guys the meta is a viable option for that reason as well. Mm-hmm. Because there, you know, everything that was attached is still attached and in a different way and yes. reformed. And mm-hmm. so, anyhow, it still works. Right. It does still work. Mm-hmm. Well, I think. Is that it? That's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! I have been trying different SCPs, and I'm still trying to switch gears and and get talking here. Yes. Because I thought we were going to run an errand, and now we're we're talking to a microphone. Sorry. So.